supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. AM 1420. WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Ghost. Hey, we're back. We weren't here last week. Well, not here anyway. We were at the Lizzie Boyd in Bed and Breakfast in Fall River. We were going to be broadcasting that show to you, but we had some technical difficulties, so we apologize. But if you'd like to hear that show... Just go to SpookySouthCoast.com. You can download it there. Uh, you can also get it uh, wherever you get your paranormal podcasts. Uh, and as well as, uh, what's that monster where you can get all the podcasts from, Matt, Matt Costa? Uh, is that iTunes? iTunes. You got it. So uh, I wonder if, uh, if we're plugging Apple by doing that. Do you think maybe they'll send us a new Apple TV? Uh, didn't we already <laughs> call out Steve Jobs for a new iPhone? We did. Or a new iPod or... We something. did. Sooner or later, one of these people is actually going to be listening, and they'll send us something. We'll be like, what the heck? Ooh, look what we got in the mail. We're happy when we get like letters from fans that say they like the show, so send those to us. Uh, now, we, uh, as I said, we broadcasted live over planetparanormal.com last week from the Lizzie Borden house, and uh, we did have a, a nice discussion there with uh, Leanne Wilbur, the owner. Uh, Keith Johnson from Near was there as well. Uh, his wife, Sandra. We talked to Dina Everling of Haunted Times Magazine. And we, we basically had a, a nice, good two-and-a-half-hour discussion about all things Lizzie Borden and about Frank's box. So make sure you check that out. But tonight, we have a great show for you here in the Spooky Studio. We have making her debut in the studio, Kristen Gartland from TAPS and Ghost Hunters is here. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome anytime. We, we always told you the door is open. We I kidding. know. I wish I had come sooner. This place is great. I love it here. Well, uh... That's the what, what does uh, Penny Dreadful call it, Matt? Scarehaven. 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 <laughs> so yes, this this whole New place. Bedford. I don't know if you've been down in the in the New Bedford area much, mm. but it's it's got a real big paranormal history, uh, right down to you know, haunted high school in Fairhaven, right in this town, to uh, the Armory in New Bedford, which oh yeah, you yep. know everybody knows the Armory <laughs> from from Ghost Hunters and yep. the Borden House in Florida. This whole area is very rich in the paranormal. So we're we're right in the middle of it, and we're always tied into the microphones here. So now that we've got the Abilities to broadcast out there. We're going to try and get out there more often so people can come by and harass us. Awesome. So uh, we are talking to you tonight. Uh, in addition to uh, talking to you about some of your upcoming projects, uh, we also want to talk to you about your experiences at Waverly Hills because our science advisor, Matt Moniz, is down there being assaulted by numerous spirits <laughs> right now and assaulted by uh, Wheezy as well. <laughs> Brian Harnwa is down there. Uh, Ron didn't actually make it, I guess, uh, oh, for didn't? this Wheezy Ron trip. He's, he's sick at home. So. Oh, bummer. So that means uh, Matt Moniz has to take on extra extra people in his group. So he said he's going to try to get in touch with us at 11 o'clock, talk to us about some of the really strange things that happened there last night and about what's going on tonight as well. You don't want to miss that. So he's going to check in with us in the second hour, and we'll keep him for as long as we can until he starts losing members of his group down the hallways and everything. <laughs> but that, that's what happened with him in, uh, in Eastern States. He, he was talking to us, and he's like, all right, guys, i got to go. And I said, gee, I, I talked to him later. I said, you ended the conversation quite abruptly. He said, well, I had two stragglers that I had to find. And, <laughs> you know, you've been to these places. You can yeah. attest to when you're walking around in the dark and you're responsible oh, for these yeah. people. You know? <laughs> yeah. You want to stick glow sticks around everybody so you don't lose them. Well, uh, <laughs> well that might work. That might be the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's, uh, I'm sure the group by now is saying, I wish we could lose Moniz down a dark hallway, but... <laughs> We, we, that's what we like to do when he's not here. We like we crack Set the on lights him. off and try to lose him in the hallway. Well, no, we crack on him when he's here, but we crack on him way worse when he's not here, <laughs> so that he'll listen to the podcast later on and say, "Hey, wait a minute." 
So uh, that is uh, that's the plan for tonight. Uh, also, while we have everybody's undivided attention, we want to remind you tonight, not tonight, Thursday night. Where's that going to be, Matt Costa? I say to you as you're taking a drink. Why? What are we doing Thursday? It's oh, the party. Uh, yeah, I oh, was yeah, going to go to a party. You're not going? I'll, I'll be there. Okay. Where is it? That's at Knuckleheads in New Bedford off of, that's Route 18, right? Yeah, right on MacArthur, MacArthur Drive. MacArthur 85 Drive. MacArthur Drive. Are we, did we decide on a cover? Uh, yeah, it's a $5 cover. $5 cover. To get in. Everybody that comes in gets a raffle ticket, though. Uh, when you walk in the door and you pay your $5 to get to where the party's going to be downstairs, you get a raffle ticket. And that raffle ticket is good for uh, the many prizes that we're going to have. In addition, there'll also be more raffle tickets for sale. Uh, the Now, a little bit of uh, inside radio, inside uh, event management here. The, the cover charge is being used to foot the bill with knuckleheads for being able to use their facility. They've been kind enough to give us a... A big discount, but we still need to pay them. So that's why we're charging a cover charge. Downstairs, when you buy raffle tickets for the raffle, all proceeds from the raffle tickets go to benefit uh, the station family. I'm going to butcher it again. but The charity that benefits the victims of the uh, station fire uh, and their families. So we're going to donate any proceeds we make off the raffle uh, to that. So we've had numerous uh, people donate generous prizes. Uh, the grand prize is an overnight stay for two at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. That's uh, that's unbelievable. It's like a two hundred and fifty dollar value right there. You can stay in the haunted bed and breakfast, and and if you if you win the prize, come up and talk to us, and we'll tell you exactly which room you want to stay in and, and what kind of activity will happen there. Uh, and then also we have another like co grand prize. Uh, Chris Moon and Dina Everling of Haunted Times Magazine have been generous enough to donate two uh, two admissions to their next Ghost Hunters University there which will be June 1st and 2nd. So if you win that prize, you and a friend get to go and partake in the Ghost Hunters University, uh, and as well as gift certificates uh, from our friends. Uh, I don't think we can say it anymore. But, uh, <laughs> all right, we, have, we have two $50 gift certificates. Yes, to, two local businesses that we work very closely with, and if you're familiar with the show, you'll know who we're talking about. Uh, we also have... Uh, uh, Dr. Bluestroke from Taps Paramag is going to be in the house, awesome. and he's bringing some autographed Taps Paramags. Uh, also, we're going to have, uh, have a couple autographed pictures, don't we? Auto- yeah, not of you though. No, you have to still sign yours. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I, I have my I have my sharpie ready. Okay, <laughs> so we, we do have some autographed Taps merchandise for you as well. So uh, that'll be that'll be the prize everybody's going for. What we're going to do is I think we're going to lay out like little cups next to all the prizes, and everybody can just buy as many tickets as they want and drop tickets in the prizes they want. We also have a $50 gift certificate to uh, uh, Knitbits, which I'm going to say because it's not, a real, it's not a real business, so we're not really plugging a business. Just my wife's knitting business. So. But a $50 gift certificate to that. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to be a surprise. That's going to be the big surprise. Uh, I don't know if you want to. Raph, no, we're not going to announce it on the air because Moniz will listen to this. We want him to be surprised. We have uh, one more surprise that you're not going to want to miss. Uh, all you single ladies out there definitely want to head down to Knuckleheads <laughs> on Thursday night for this prize because uh, it's going to be it's going to be a blast uh, if you win it. So, yeah, we're not going to tell them. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, we're also, you know, I, I was teasing this idea. Let's just throw it out there right now and and see if it's something that'll be of interest. What about uh, uh, one of the prizes in the raffle can be you can be a guest host here on Spooky South Coast for a night. What do you think? That'd be great. Yeah. I don't think anybody'd want to win it, but. Why? Yeah. Well, then I'm gonna run. I'm gonna put all my raffles in that. Okay, you don't have to though. You can come here anytime you want. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So, but we will. That's have... awesome. Not many people get a chance to come on the radio. Are you kidding? Well, I mean, they let us in. So if they let us in, we'll let anybody else in. Yeah. Uh, right. Once they open the door for us, it kind of just opens the floodgates. <laughs> but so yeah, why not? You know, it's get destroy a... the magic a little bit. 
Yeah, it will. It'll break down that fourth wall. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> which is all right because if you look, the fourth wall's made of glass anyway, so people could see inside. Yeah. But we will. We'll do that. We'll put that prize out there. You can be a guest host on Spooky we'll South. Have to wear pants that day. We will. I can't come in in pajamas that night, huh? No. <laughs> all right. And if they, if you are going to do that, then I'm going to give you a fifty dollars gift certificate to the ninety nine for whoever wins that, and they can have dinner and come over here That's and crazy. do the show with you. That's crazy. Well, well I mean, why don't we up that a little bit more? If you're available, why don't you come in that night as well? Okay. All right. Sounds all good. Right. And we'll all do dinner. Yeah, we will, we'll have we'll have a. I always say. Wait, this, I'm not paying for all of it. Though. No, no, but I always say this. Do you, ever, do you remember that movie It? The Stephen yeah, King yeah, movie yeah. It, when they go to the Chinese restaurant and the the food reaches up and grabs their faces. That's what's going to happen to us. When that would only happen if I cooked. That's so true. I think we should be okay if we eat over there. So uh, if if you want to come down, check it out. Lots of great prizes. There's going to be a great time. Uh, there'll be live music. Uh, I don't know if it'll be associated with our party. There'll be live music to enjoy, <laughs> and uh, as well as. Uh, you know, fun, merriment, and mirth. We're also going to debut the uh, new merchandise there as well, right? Yes. The new Spooky South Coast merchandise. Yep. Spooky South Coast hats, T-shirts, and hopefully bumper stickers. All right. Any word on that merchandise? Uh, uh, no. Sure? The hats are ready. <laughs> the hats are ready. Those we'll have. So Luann can finally get her hat. All right. So uh, make sure Thursday night, 7 o'clock, Knuckleheads, uh, 85, I think it is, or 86, MacArthur Drive, right off Route 18 by, by the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, here in the city of New Bedford. And if you don't live close enough to make it, we might have some online raffle prizes as well. We'll see how that all works out. So stay tuned to that. All right, now that we plugged the, the hell out of our party, right, yeah. now let's actually talk to our <laughs> guest. How are you tonight, Chris? I'm very well, and yourself. Oh, spectacular. All right. Now, there's been some, some changes in TAPS lately, and yep. you've actually gotten, I guess, a promotion? I have, yeah. And uh, so now you are officially the case manager? Yep. And what does your new duties entail uh, in that role? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I uh, I have the case manager emails now, which are, you know, overflowing every day, I mm-hmm. guess, which is awesome because we get so many people that give us suggestions as to where to go. And we still have people that, you know, want the investigation. So I'm still doing all the stuff I was doing before, plus case management. So it's a little hard right now. <laughs> and, and how do you go through them and decide, you know, obviously you must look to try to, you know, help people first, first and yep. foremost, uh, yep. the, especially yourself considering your past and the, the, which we can talk about in a little bit, the, yep. the uh, events that have happened in, in your life. Yep. So you want to help people that are, you know, at their wits end. Yeah. And then you have also people that are probably like, hey, I got a great place for the show too. Yes. Yep. Is it, would you say a good percentage of the emails are, I own a haunted inn or, you know, I have um, a haunted bed and breakfast? Actually, be surprised. Not the people who, the owners don't contact us. It's everybody else. Really? So, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I have a separate folder and I, you know, the cases for ghost hunters that they think they should go to, those get put in a separate folder and then I pass those off to Jane Grant, so. And then they make the call on, on where you go or is that um, You know up? what? I don't know. Yeah. I just, <laughs> this looks good. Here you go. <laughs> is, is there any time when, uh. Do you think there'll ever be a point when, you know, the the personal cases, the private residences, won't make it onto television? Do you think they'll, or, or there'll always be some element of that in what you put on the show? Um, I hope there will always be that element because that's originally what we, you know, started mm-hmm. out to do and that we've always been doing. So I'm hoping that it stays that way, but um, I think there'll always be that that personal element to the show. Yeah, those are the ones that I like to see. Is when when you come in there and you're able to tell somebody. You know, there's either we couldn't prove there's anything going on or disprove it, yep. debunk it, and prove what else it could be. I mean, those yep. are the ones when you come away feeling pretty good as a viewer. Yep. So I can only imagine as an investigator what it must feel oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely awesome. And then, you know, when you get to go to these, these famous haunts, you know, you go yeah. to, 
you know, a place like Waverly Hills, and then you know all you're doing is opening the door for everybody else yep. to, to get down <laughs> yeah. in there. So That was, I think, hands down the awesomest place I've ever been. I it, loved Waverly. And that was, uh, was that a long time in the works, or was that kind of just, you know, you had the chance to go down there? I have no idea. It was just one of those, we're going to Waverly. Oh, actually, it was, we're going to Kentucky, you know, you want to come. Yeah, sure. And then, you know, I hadn't really heard of it until I started reading about it. And went, oh, my God, there's like a million pages on this thing. So yeah. it was really cool. And, and when you got there, uh, of course, you see the... You, the, you drive up to the building yeah, and you see I didn't them. expect that even a little bit. How are you going to spend uh, <laughs> spend all your time in that place? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and we were lucky enough to have full roam of the entire place. I mean, we, there was no restrictions. And um, usually when they do tours, they restrict them to certain floors, mm-hmm. which was awesome that we just had, you know, full run of the whole place. Was, and the Mattingly's are awesome. They're just great people, so it made it even better. Yeah, we, we had them on the show, and when we talked to them, they, they explained that the reason why they have to limit the tour is because a lot of the – the grounds uh, of of the hospital, you mm-hmm. can't really go there because it's not safe. Right. Yep. So I'm sure you were kind of you know taking your own safety uh, in your own hands and willing yep. to go into some of these places. Yep. Uh, and I think that's what Matt Moniz did when he went down there last year. I think it was what it was a Memorial Day. Uh, he went down there and he kind of just threw caution to the wind and went all over the place. Yeah. And it sounds like tonight, uh, talking to him earlier, that they kind of have free roam in the place. Again. Oh, so awesome. It's nice that, well, as they make more renovations too, it's easier to do, but yep. it's nice that they're opening up more and more of these parts because there's nowhere now for the spirits to hide. Right, right. Especially, <laughs> especially those pesky shadows. That yeah, are there, right. Too. Well, you know, it's hard where it is to not see some shadows. So it's almost one of those that you're like, oh, was it a shadow? Was it the light? I mean, especially with that many people. Mm-hmm. So. I, I I don't know. Yeah. I would have to be there, and I'm not, so I can't really say well, you know what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, they had, I think you said they have over 100 tonight. Yeah, that's which, a lot. But still, I mean, you've yeah. got plenty of space, but when you're hauling around 30 or 40 people in your <laughs> yeah. group, you know, you're going to catch somebody else, yep. and you know, everybody's going to be yelling flash all at the <laughs> same time, so <laughs> yep. it'll be interesting how it works out. Yep. Uh, now, uh, the time that you spent there, uh, were there for how many days? Two. Two. Yeah. Which is... You know, for a, for a televised investigation, that's a long time. Usually you're just there for, like, what, eight or nine hours, would you say? Um, it depends. I mean, we're there eight, no, usually more than that. We usually do 12 or 13 hours. Okay. So, I mean, it depends on the case, but, you know, we did two full, full nights at Waverly. Just so. to cover these, the square footage. Yeah, there. you know. And I can imagine, too, that when you go into a place like that with such a history, uh, you know, you're automatically put into... You're you're put on alert, yeah. More so than you would in other haunted locations. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of death there, and it, it didn't seem to be you know happy deaths. Yeah, it was over sixty three thousand, I believe. Yeah, sixty three thousand died while in there. Not patients that have gone through the doors. Sixty three thousand people that died in the sanatorium alone. Yep. Uh, and so, and there's five hundred and six rooms in the building. How many of them they're going to have access to? I mean, I don't know. Some of them have probably been converted to offices or something. You know, for Tina and Charlie by now. They, um, they've been I don't know. No, I don't think I don't. When I was there, I don't think any of the rooms were converted into anything at I, that time. I know they're in the process right now of they're trying to build uh, on the first floor uh, like a, a cancer hospital or like a hospice type setup. OK. Then the second floor is going to be their offices. Uh, and then I think they're going to do on the third floor. They wanted to do like a, a bed and breakfast type setup. Yeah. Where yeah, like yeah. Beds for people to stay. Yeah. And then the top two floors would be left almost as is. Oh, really? For purposes of investigation. So, oh, cool. That'd be a really interesting building to yeah. see from the outside too. Like <laughs> state of the art yeah. cancer hospital, yeah. bed and breakfast, and yeah. then Us. You know, yeah, <laughs> the way it looks now. Yeah. Uh, now, if that does work out, I mean, I know they need a lot of donations, and if you go to 
I can't think of the website right now for their official website. But if you go to SpookySouthCoast.com, we'll put a link up to it. And they're always accepting donations oh, for yeah. people that want to help renovate. And they have great sweatshirts. I have it on. See? Nice. <laughs> um, they have a lot of sweatshirts, T-shirts, and stuff like that that you can buy that help them, too. Yeah, it all helps yep. uh, benefit what they're trying to do there. And yep. every time they get Matt Moniz there, he probably throws a couple dollars in the yeah. bucket, too, because yep. he's very appreciative of the chance to get in there as – as we'll talk to him later on, he'll he'll tell you, you know, it's probably, as you said, you know, the single most haunted place he's been in. Yep. And uh, I went to his new house the other night, so for <laughs> for him to say that is pretty. <laughs> you been there already? You been to Casa de Moniz? Yes, the peninsula. Yeah. The island of Dr. Moniz. <laughs> it is. <laughs> there's like misfit experiments running around and everything. <laughs> he, he said to my wife, because uh, we, we went down there, I went down there with my wife, and he said to my wife, you know, I, I have a lot of animals, a lot of pets that live around the house, you know, there's foxes and you know geese and whatever else he has living down there and in so, his house no like around his house oh, on okay. the outside so as we're driving away my wife turns to me and she says does he experiment on them like are they <laughs> running around with like two heads so it's quite possible oh poor man <laughs> so uh getting getting back to the to the reorganization of taps yeah uh, now uh, from what i understand too jay and grant have left uh mike dion basically as the director of taps now yeah. to take care of things while they're out filming yeah so it seems like I know that there was the issue of, you know, when you had to go out filming so much, things kind of got slowed down and, yeah. and responding to people's requests and, yep. and helping people. So now it seems like you found the right balance to keep things chugging along even when, all right, now we have to go film for a couple of weeks. Yes, we're going to do we, – we needed more structure. And it was so hard. You know, Jay and Grant tried so hard to do that, except they were on the road so much. Mm-hmm. So it, it's great now that we do have that structure. So, and it's always going to be there, you know, and it's, it's much easier for everybody, I think, this way. You know, it, and it seems since Al took over uh, running the the family yep. associations, like every day you go on the website, there's new there's families. New people, that are yeah. Joined, yeah, I can't even keep my address book filled properly. I'm like, oh no, there's more people. <laughs> but it, it it all works, so it means that your uh, theory and, and Jay and Grant's outlook toward the paranormal is spreading and becoming more widely accepted, Absolutely. which is yep. you know what we personally hope for because we like that more scientific approach. Not yep. that we would ever disparage anybody on this show, but let's face it, there are some groups out there yep. that are just grabbing a camera and running out there and don't know what they're doing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, now, how how much of experience, I mean, I know it's probably not really your area bringing these groups into the family, but mm. how much experience, I know that they have to have a couple of years in the field. And Yeah. Um, what, what would you look for if you were the one deciding who got to be in? I mean, would you want to see a real good track record of yes. of Yep. Investigations. Yep. We I mean we asked for references. You know, mm-hmm. we asked to call people that they've investigated and um I would look for not their pictures uh not their pictures, their picture section not filled with dust. Yeah. You know? Uh, we went to a cemetery and wow, look what we caught. I mean mm-hmm. those are things that I would look for, you know. But and obviously look for them not charging anybody. But Well, do you do you see now I mean, you're on MySpace, you're one yep. of the most popular paranormal personalities on MySpace. Do you see now with this rise of everybody has a group now, Every there's a MySpace for all these groups, and they all have pictures that are questionable evidence. Yep. And are you seeing more and more of now they ask your opinion for something. Yep. They say, what do you think? And then when you tell them, well, it looks like it could be. And then, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I've actually gotten I've got some people that are like, oh, all right, cool, thanks, because I, I really was convinced that this is what it was. Mm-hmm. So I didn't take it down until you said. And I'm like, well, I'm not the holy grail of you know yeah. pictures. 
You know, and it's not my area of expertise, but, you know, I'll tell them if it's in a cemetery and they have, like, 55 million orbs. Yeah, those aren't dead people. <laughs> yeah, well, or when, when you, you know, when it's raining out and yeah. you get uh, a lot yeah, of yeah. orbs. or Yeah. That, that was one that we had. We, we went to, you know, just goofing around, you know, for practice. Mm. We went to a local cemetery and the pictures were filled with orbs, but it was raining. Yep. But you could take those pictures and put them up on the Internet and claim them as spirits. Right. And unless they were there and they actually knew it was raining, you can't tell. Right. So uh, that's, I think, what a lot of what's happening is there is. And it's not that they're purposely putting false evidence out right. there. But it's just they're misconstruing what it is that they're seeing. Absolutely, yeah. So what is it that you think these groups should do if they are serious about becoming real paranormal investigators? Should they hook up with an established group? or Yeah, or, or just at least email an established group mm-hmm. and ask you know, ask advice. Ask for help. What books do I read? What, what you know, websites? They can go to Kodak, take their pictures to Kodak. And Kodak does like a 16-page um, checklist of what it isn't. So, you, you know, you can get rid of everything that it isn't, you know, and, and that's, it, it costs some money, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not going to do it for every picture you get. Cause you, no, but if you're but... T- thoroughly convinced and it's got enough people scratching their heads. Yep, then absolutely. And, and you mentioned books they should read. What books do you recommend? Um, I has started off reading Lloyd Auerbach. Um, I like his, I guess, He's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I mean, from start to finish, you know, he tells you what to do and how to, what to look for. I mean, you can read as much as you want on how to investigate. That's just going to come with experience. But I think people really need to read about the different kinds of haunts and about what to look for and even go as far as reading about psychiatric disorders because those fall into the case requests you get you well, know, absolutely. and the investigations you go on. I hear a lot of people who say, you know, our group does a, a psychological profile of every yeah. person that we investigate. Yep. But then you have to ask, well, what makes you qualified to do a psychological profile? You know, what kind of uh, what kind of research have you done on that end of it? Uh, I think a lot of times it's just, well, I got a questionnaire off the Internet and I give them that. Or, uh, you know, I, I got the feeling that they were telling the truth. And it's like, you, uh, yeah. you need a little bit more information than that. You, you hope that the person, if they know of any kind of disorder, is going to be forthcoming with it. Right. But a lot of times people don't realize that, you know, they could be imagining things. Yeah. And, and they're convinced it's something else because they don't want to face that possibility of, yep. you know, it's all in my head. Yeah. And we don't usually, I'll ask if you're under the care of a psychiatrist. You don't have to tell me what for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do ask what meds you're on. And that's not for me, you know, to pry. Yeah. But, you know, I have the luxury of being, you know, a medical major. So I know what certain meds are and what, you know, side effects ha- they have. And, and even if even if not, I mean, uh, anybody that's an investigator that doesn't have that kind of training, they could obviously just go out, get a book like the Big Book of Pills. Yep. You can uh, actually go on the Internet and just type in the name. And, it, and, and, and it'll tell you what, what yep. kind of side effects yep. there are. My uh, my I, I see a psychologist and he mm-hmm. has the Big Book of Pills on his desk and yep. I'll look it up and say, OK, yeah, that causes hallucinations. I just use his. But yep. <laughs> that's because it's right there. It's easy for me to use. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's so many resources out there that people don't realize, you know, just as when you're trying to go out there and get equipment for the first time and you don't have the money to spend on this high end equipment, right. you make do with some of the makeshift stuff that you find on the internet. Absolutely. Same thing with the research. Yep. Absolutely. Right. I think, I don't think people realize they can actually go to the town hall and get the records of homes and land. I mean, it's all public information. You know what it is though? And I hate to say it. And again, I'm not disparaging any one particular group or person, but that's work. You know, yeah, that's yeah. not the fun part. That's not no, getting I out know. there in the field. Yep, I know. And how many times have people been watching Ghost Hunters and they see, you know, Jason Grant, Steve, and Brian rummaging around through the house and they see, you know, you and Donna in the library. Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, <laughs> one case in particular. Uh, 
I can't remember which. I know Waverly they they had footage of you investigating, uh, researching some stuff too. But yeah. there was one here in Massachusetts, and the whole time, you know, you were working that end of it. And that's oh the, yeah, uh, Lisa and I were actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forget where that was. I forget the name of the. Uh, the I forget <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget the name of the city, but yeah, we did a lot of research in the city hall and, and every, it was the, the, we were looking for the headstones. We found the, um, Ichabod Hawes. Yeah. We found yeah. <laughs> that and was the best part of this. It's not always boring. We get little funny tidbits, but, but, but that's the, I was glad that they showed that part of it because so many people overlook that and what yeah. they're doing and they, or they'll depend on a place like, you know, again, not putting them down. It's a great website, but the Shadowlands website. Yeah. They'll depend on that for the history. And that's just, yeah. you know, that's like a Wikipedia. That's just people yeah, randomly yeah. putting it in and making stuff up if they want to. Yep. So you right. really need to thoroughly. You don't have to go so far as to take days off of work. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really not that hard. You know, you just call ahead of time. Say, listen, I'm coming in in, you know, two, three days, whatever. I need the land records from this location for whatever dates you're looking for. And, and, and a lot no of libraries you'll ever. find if you ask and you ask politely, they'll do a lot of the legwork for you. Yeah, you know, they'll, well, they'll put it do. together for you. Yeah. Mainly because they don't want you going in there right. and around for the records. That's, I was exactly, looking, yeah, I know. I was looking for some stuff at, in my local library, and I said, you know, uh, I'm going to need a couple of hours in the archive room. This was years ago. I'm going to need a couple hours in the archive room to put it all together. And they said, ah, yeah, we'll just have it for you when you come in. <laughs> and I said, oh, great, thanks. And then when I got there, I realized it's because, you know, they don't want me in the right. archive yeah. room. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we take a quick break here, and then on the other side, we can take some of your calls. If you'd like to talk to Kristen Gartland, you can call us, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. We'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast. Don't look now, but Spooky South Coast is creeping up behind you right after this. Hey, this is Doc Bradley, a pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, and you're listening to Spooky South Coast, and keep listening, or I'll tear your soul apart. I've become the thing we fear the most. Turn on all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is... Welcome back into Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, the silent assassin Matt Costa, riding shotgun. How are you tonight, Matt? I'm always spectacular. You are always spectacular. You know, you didn't you didn't stick around last week at the boarding house. You I you didn't. had to go home and go to bed. I wussed out. Yeah. Well, they they put away Frank's box before you got a chance to see it in action. I know. I was kind of disappointed. June first and second, they'll be back, so you'll have another shot at it. And you can yeah. sign up now if you go to hauntedtimes.com. You can sign up for the next Ghost Hunters Universities. It, it's really strange to be in this position as the as the hosts of Spooky South Coast because we have to promote, you know, one paranormal event while we have <laughs> Kristen here, and we're going to talk to her about some of. Her events that are coming up, uh, you have a couple of trips planned, yep. uh, big trips that are going to take you out and about. So uh, yep. what do you have coming up? Um, April 13th through the 15th, I am going to Indianapolis with Proof Paranormal for uh, the Hannah House. We're doing three different investigations um, in two nights. They're just four-hour investigations. Um, the Hannah House is known to, for its hauntings. I can't give you all of the information because I don't know it off the top mm-hmm. of my head, but that's... Uh, 
we'll be doing that. And, of course, it's Friday the 13th, so that's kind of cool. Brings a little edge to it. Um, and then in July, I am going to um, West Virginia to do prison down there. And all that is actually on Proof Paranormal's website at proofparanormal.com. Um, actually, everything except one night for April, the weekend of April 13th is sold out. So, so Friday the 13th is, yeah, yeah, and then that's it. So Why do you think that night hasn't sold out yet? I don't know. You would think that that would sell out quicker. Um, but I don't know. It, it didn't. Maybe harder for people to travel on a Friday, maybe? Might be. Uh, but yeah. it starts, well, yeah, it starts at 7. So we're doing 7 to 11 and then midnight to 4 a.m. Well, sign up now yeah. while there's still some spots available. Yeah. I'm going to bring some Tabs t-shirts with me so people can buy them if they want them. Uh, yeah, because it is. It's it's getting harder and harder when you go on the website to try to buy Tabs merchandise. Yeah. Everything you want. Not in stock. Sold out. Yeah, yeah. Not in stock. Sold out. So you have that connection, so you're able to get some <laughs> of that stuff. Yep. Because I remember uh, when, when Brian came to the boarding house, I said, you know, do you have that black Tabs hat with the black, you know, the black writing? And he's like... Oh, no, those are sold out, but I got some at home. I'll get you. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's like, good thing you're hoarding all the good stuff. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, and you also have uh, something else coming up uh, that you're going to be teaching some classes yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to, um, I'm going to start doing basic investigation skills uh, at the TAPS office. We don't know exact dates yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really got that down, but hopefully soon. It'll start soon, and it'll be Sundays. So it'll be like one or two Sundays a month. And if it really gets to be popular, then I mean, I, I can do it more than that. Is um, it you going to do it in the afternoons, in the evenings? Um, Probably 11 or 12 uh, in the morning, afternoon-ish. Um, it'll probably be three hours. Just give people a chance to ask questions and, you know. And just, it's going to be uh, in the different types of hauntings and the different types yep. of equipment you can use. And, yep. Uh, are you going to present some some case evidence too, or? Um, I'm going to try, uh, only because, you know, I have to ask the clients, and if they don't mind mm-hmm. me um, giving it out, then that's awesome; they can hear it. Um, but it's mostly going to be how you should act as an investigator, what you need to know, how you go about pre-investigations, on the investigation, then after the investigation, what notes to take, what questions to ask, you know, the clients when they call you, and. Just basically how to carry yourself. A lot of the stuff that's not out there for people to right. learn. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and you're going to teach that actually at the TAPS headquarters. Um, I'm thinking that's where it's going to be. That's our original plan. Mm-hmm. If it has to be moved someplace else, that may that may happen. Because I'm just wondering how many people you can fit in there for a class. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're going to limit it to about 25 people okay. per class. So as soon as the sign-up information goes out, we'll we'll get it out there, and yep. it'll be on the TAPS website and everything. Sign up yep. as soon as you can, because that'll fill up fast. Yeah, I'll be posting it on my MySpace page. I'll post... Uh, Exactly when and where and how to do it. So a lot of people will uh, a lot of people will go just for the chance to meet you and to get a chance to go to the Taps headquarters. Oh no, Sarah! They want to see the Taps headquarters. They don't yeah. even know who I am. Well, they want to see the Taps headquarters. Be, a lot of people know who you are, but yeah, I mean, you but you want people that are really interested in taking this, class, yeah. really yeah. learning. You know, yes. Yeah. The one thing that I do have on um, that I wrote on my blog on my MySpace page is that it is not an autograph session. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's really for people who are serious about learning. You know. And, you know, you'll find, uh, I mean, we've attended uh, Keith's classes here in New Bedford. He's got yeah. one coming up next Friday at South Coast Learning here in New Bedford. Uh, and we've attended some of the Capers Open meetings. And there's always, like, one or two skeptics there that are just there to discredit everything that's going on. And it's one thing when it's a, a place like Capers uh, with their free open meetings, like next yeah. Friday night when they have a free open meeting with uh, Bill Berry talking about cryptozoology. See, you like how I'm just dropping these plugs in here <laughs> left and right tonight. It's because we have we weren't here last week, so we have a lot of a lot of plugging to make up for. But you know, there'll be people that go there, and I understand that that's free. But yep. it amazes me when people will pay, 
you know, the admission fee to get to some of these classes mm. just to sit there and disparage everything. It's one thing if you want to go in there with a skeptical approach, but I mean, I was surprised when people go in there and they just say, yeah, I don't believe in any of this. This stuff's all, well, then why did you take up somebody's spot? Yeah, right. You know, why didn't you yeah. leave that open for somebody that really is serious about learning? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. But you know what? We welcome it. If you, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, we're going to use it for um, our home team equipment. We're going to, you know, the, admission for class and yeah. i'm gonna get coffee and donuts and just you know it, it's all to help our home team i mean because oh. obviously you know it, it's it's hard every group knows how hard it is to have equipment and, and buy equipment and, and care for it that's uh, one of the reasons why when we when we put together the lizzie borden investigators night that we're trying to put together mm-hmm. you know keep the cost down because you know we know that groups don't have a lot of money to yep. spend on you know the waverly hills is a great place to get some experience but they charge a hundred dollars to get in there and investigate yep. and they have to to make up you know for the people they have to pay to be there yep. for the you know just their time of being there and the upkeep of the place and the the equip I mean, luckily you have a guy like Ron Millione that can help you guys out mm-hmm. by making a lot of stuff for you. But if you're a group trying to get out there and buy some of this equipment, it's it's astounding. The, it is, yeah. especially when it's not geared toward ghost hunting in particular. You know, when you're buying something that's made for the elect you know electricians field. Yeah, yeah. And they're used to people buying it for that purpose. Absolutely. Now, when you started out, I mean, you had actually an investigation done by Taps. Yep. And that's how you got involved with them. But when you first started out, did you have to go out get a lot of your own equipment and? Um, I actually had a lot of stuff. Um, my dad gave me a video camera that he didn't use. Um, and basically when I started out, it was with taps. So, so you were lucky enough to be yeah. able to use their yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I mean, today, I mean, you got to have a couple of thousand dollars to really yeah. get some of these set up. I'm, I'm amazed when I go to, you know, a place like the Borden house and there's a group there investigating as part of these, uh, organized events and they have, you know, five camera DVR systems. And <laughs> no. I'm like, where'd you get all this stuff from? <laughs> yeah. But they're finding ways. I mean, uh, yeah. Matt Costa is telling me, you know, you go to Home Depot, they have a security camera you can buy for a hundred bucks and yeah. you can tie it in. So they are finding ways. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, maybe you want to call up, share some of the ways you found, or if you have some questions for Kristen, give us a call. 508-996-0500. 508 You know where a good place to look to? eBay. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God. They Oh, and... Le- um. Oh, getghostgear.com. Noah um, actually is the owner. Great. And awesome if you have any questions. I mean, he's got some good stuff on there. We had actually uh, we had talked about putting together some equipment with Ron, uh, yep. you know, putting the Spooky South Coast logo on it to get awesome. the word out. But, awesome. And getting some stuff out there. And it's amazing, like, for a guy like him to be able to make this stuff, you know, even the price he has to pay to get some of the yeah. parts that he needs. Yep. You know, or even, you know, Frank's Box, everybody's talking about it lately. It's the... I guess you can say the hot new paranormal equipment research item to have. Uh, but, I mean, that's made out of spare parts, but even that gets costly, yep. you know, to produce that stuff. So that's why, I mean, people have to understand that's why these charges, these costs are being charged because th- this equipment costs so much money. But Absolutely. that's another reason why you should hook up with an established group instead of just trying yep. to start your own and, you know, starting a, a MySpace page for it and saying yeah. you have a group. Yep, Absolutely. So now, what are some of the, uh, yourself, where are some of the places that you haven't had a chance to investigate yet that you would like to to get into? Oh, put me on the spot, huh? Well, I mean, I'm trying to... <laughs> You're making me think. I, I'm um, trying to ask you without saying, you know, I don't want to say to you, you know, where else are you going with the show? I mean, where do you want to go personally? I wish I had the chance to do um, Dedham. What the heck is the name of that hospital? Um 
I don't know the name of it myself. We j- if we had Chris Balzano here, he would know because we just did a show on it's, that two weeks ago. You remember the movie Session Nine? Yeah. Oh, Danvers. 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 Danvers yeah. yeah. Okay. Danvers State. I wish I had a chance to do that. I yeah. really do. Ran out of time on that one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish they didn't tear it down. Although we may get a chance when they turn it into uh, townhouses and we get to go there anyway. That, that's what we were talking about uh, with with Chris Balzano a couple of weeks ago. Is that in about twenty years or so, there's going to be this huge wealth of activity that's happening in these places yep. as they tear down haunted locations and build over them. Yep. Uh, is that something that you feel will definitely happen in, in a place um, like that? I think it depends. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure, but it depends on the person. You mm-hmm. know, they may just not even realize that it's happening in their house. Because I think there's, uh, I, I know Foxborough, the hospital in Foxborough is being torn down. That's yep. being remodeled. Uh, Rocky Point Park in in Warwick. They, is it really? Yeah, that's going to be torn down, and they're building condos down there. Huh. That's why they had that. We we said this a couple weeks ago. That's why they had that mysterious fire a couple of weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Help move help yeah, move construction along, along a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think as these places are built over, you will start to see a lot of this. And yeah. I, I think we we talked about this then. And I'm not sure now. Is Massachusetts one of the states where you are required to report if there's been I'm, a history of hauntings in I'm a location? I'm pretty sure that it is. Um, actually, we were looking at a townhouse, and I asked that and. The, my real estate agent, who actually happens to be a friend of ours, just looked at me like, are you kidding? I'm not even asking that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you're going to find with, out. Yeah, with your history. <laughs> well, I mean, for people who haven't heard your previous appearances on the show, I mean, it's every time you move into a place, you have yeah. to call Keith Johnson, essentially. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and is it just, do you think you're bringing out the spirits that are in these places when you get there, or do you think something's following you? Or I think just given the different circumstances and given mm-hmm. every evp that we've gotten i don't think they're actually following me i think it's just whatever's in the house is like oh yes <laughs> fresh meat yeah. yes <laughs> yeah so and so now it's like you know you have to take that into consideration do you do you bring along equipment when you go to look at these places uh <laughs> no but um nick actually when we uh we're looking at the townhouse, you know, I got, we got back and he said, okay, is this one haunted? Do, do I have to worry about this house? Because I hate, I, I won't go in my basement right now. I, he leaves to go somewhere and I'm like, oh, I have to do laundry. You can't, you can't leave. I can't, yeah, go, in the, I I can't go in the basement. <laughs> so now, yeah. is that, is that, you know, is that something that you think is going to happen all the time or you'll always have that or are you going to get know. used to it or? I don't know. I mean, everywhere that I've gone, there's been something. I mean, it's just been consistent for but it seems like you can't. Now. It seems like you can't really cohabitate with it. You know, you have to take some measure against it w- right. while you live there. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's just I happen to get the miserable ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I have. You know, Keith will tell you. Obviously, he plays. I think one of my inhuman screams all the time. But um, I, I don't know what happens. I don't know how they get there. I don't know why they're there. I, I just don't have any idea. And I don't. You know, it's so much easier to go to somebody's house. And just say, yeah, there's some things here, and I'm going to go home now, you know. And they live with it. I think it's harder when you're by yourself to live with it. Well, you know? I mean, that's the one thing that a lot of people can take out of, uh, you know, investigating. They protect themselves pretty well, so that they have mm-hmm. that feeling of when they leave an investigation and they get to their own house, they have that feeling of safety. Yep. So for you to not be able to come home and have that sense of relief and you know be even more on edge, it's, it's got to be tough to live that way. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> 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 is there uh has there ever been a case that you've been out on uh that has rattled you so much that you you couldn't go home afterwards that you had to you know go to a friend's or stay in a hotel for the night or no nope. my own house that was it really every, yeah. every any any place else it seems like no. home is a better option 
Uh, no, I, I don't think I've actually. Waverly scared me a little bit, mm-hmm. but not enough to not want to go home. Yeah, no dude run moments for you either. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that last week with Keith about, you know, running out of places and, and I was kind of teasing Keith a little bit about, you know, don't run out of the Lizzie Boyden house. <laughs> and, it, but you can't, you know, when you get into these places, you know that it's haunted, you know the activity, but yeah. you are in somebody's home. Right. So there is that sense of you understand there's a family that lives there, there's something, yep. you know, and does that come through a lot of the times? Is there the sense of home that they've created there? Is that what draws you to, I don't want to say feel okay investigating these places, but not be as nervous as an investigator you know what i mean like yeah no i know knowing that it's a, it's a home and it's that a there's, home there's love there yeah and, and so that helps ground you a little bit in the investigative process yeah i mean it's nice to see when people are like that and that they can be strong enough you mm-hmm. know and that's you need that in investigating but i think more comfort comes from the people that you're actually investigating with because for the most part the family usually will stay in one room they don't usually follow us around i think they get a little nervous too so i think it's all the comfort level comes a lot from who you're with See, I don't, I don't know how they can do that. I mean, do you ask the, the homeowners to stay out of nope, the way? No, nope. So they're more than welcome to follow you around? Yeah. We've told them if they're, you know, they're going to come with us, just you know, come with us and stay in that one particular room. Only because when we, uh, when we do EVPs, we mm-hmm. know You want to account for it, yeah, yeah. who's there. And that's it. On TV, you don't really see a lot of that. Is that because people don't do it or we're just not seeing it because of the camera angles? I think there's just editing. You know, there's just so much. I, you only see 42 minutes of like 13 hours. But there are so. there are homeowners yep. that will go around with yep. you. Yep. And, you know, do they try to influence you in any way? Say, okay, this is the room where this happens. <laughs> well, we get that through the walkthrough. We, mm-hmm. you know, we ask them. Um, and it's good that they actually do that because then it shows us some sort of validity. If they can say the same story over and over and over and over and over, then mm-hmm. that's good. We get to... But do they try to uh, say, okay, if I do this, I can draw out the spirit, you know, that kind of stuff? Oh, I've never had that now. Because that, that's actually what happened last week at the boarding house. It's, uh, I know Mac gets bored when I tell this story, but on the on the third floor there, he does, because he hasn't experienced it yet. <laughs> when he experiences it for himself, then he won't be so bored by the story. But uh, on the third floor there, the room, the Hosea Knowlton room, where they have the chimney in the middle of the room, that's where we can lay on the bed, and numerous people have been able to get the spirit to lift up their legs. And we were trying to do it last week, and we couldn't get it to go. And then finally everybody was like, all right, Tim, you lay down because you know it doesn't like you and you know it likes to do it to you. And I just I get the feeling when that happens that it's like nobody's going to buy it if it's me doing it all the time, if it's always happening to right. me. Yep. And it's almost like I know that it's real, and I'm trying to convey to everybody that it's real, but unless they feel it, you know, and it's frustrating. So I can imagine how these homeowners yep. must feel when you come in and they give you these reports and you go in there and say, well, it didn't happen to us. I mean, you're not saying it didn't happen, but you're just right. saying it didn't happen to us. Yep. Uh, I mean, do they get argumentative? Some of them must get argumentative. Some of them do, yeah. Yep. Is I, that because you know they want to prove to you so badly that it happened, or is that because they want to know you know why it's happening? Is is it more because they're upset because you know the TV show or, or the the group from the TV show came in and you couldn't convince them, or are they upset because you know here they are going through this and you're their last hope of believing them? Well, I think it's everything put together you know i think they want someone to see it so that they confirm they're not crazy and you know they want someone else to experience it but i think it's to convince themselves and us and everybody else i mean it seems like uh, amongst yourselves as investigators you know you have a pretty good bs detector overall Mm -hmm. for anybody that's on and if one person in your group feels something or experiences something is Mm -hmm. that enough to convince everybody else in the group that you know, they're serious about it? No. 
sometimes you think that maybe it's just environmental circumstances yeah. or just something. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that there isn't just one person that's going to experience something mm-hmm. through a, an entire investigation. It happens a lot. But, you know, like you said, if your feet are always the ones to go up. Yeah. It, you know? Well, what, what actually ended up happening, and it worked out for the best, is the when Brian was there, uh, you know, was, uh, he was walking around and said, I want to debunk this. He heard the story. He's like, this can't be true. I want to debunk this. And so he went upstairs, and it started happening to him. Yeah. And so then we, we, we really uh, we provoked it like they had with me, and then it just grabbed his foot, and you could see the – the finger is like pushing it on a sneaker <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I thought he was going to have a dude run <laughs> moment right there, but he stuck it out. But I mean, at least uh, that's good verification to yeah. have somebody, you know, have it go to that extreme and be, Oh, something might've happened, mm. you know, and then they're just humoring you, yep. but to have it work out to that extreme. Now, is there a lot of times when you'll go into a place as an investigator and knowing that these kind of things can target you mm-hmm. where you're the one getting assaulted with the activity and nobody else is really feeling anything? Um, yeah, I mean, it happens. I think it happens to all of us, though, you know, where there's just Different one cases, particular yeah, there's always person. One. Yeah, we just did one in Athol um, that we're lucky enough this woman opens her house to us to train our new investigators. And every time there was an EVP, I was in the room. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but then there's times where I get nothing, you know, and somebody else gets it all. And it was just all different recorders and, you know. It, it works out awesome for me because I'm like, oh, that's great. It was just following yeah. me. <laughs> but, you know. And that makes you feel especially safe going home that yeah, night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how are we doing on time, Matt? Oh, we got some time. So if anybody has any calls that uh, you'd like to ask Kristen some questions, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. In hour number two, we'll, we will talk more about Waverly Hills. We'll check in with science advisor Matt Moniz down there. Uh, I'll see what's happening with him because – he was getting uh, accosted by some spirits last night. We'll see if they're leaving him alone tonight. You know what? They don't like him down there. They're mad about they him. really don't. Yeah, they're mad because he put him on, on YouTube. <laughs> they're like, oh, man, you ruined it. They they were able to hide pretty well, you know, video-wise for you guys. You got some yep. shadows, but yep. uh, he got this, I don't know, this apparition, I guess you'd have to call it. Uh, the one from last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so uh, I think maybe that they're, they're mad at him from that. You know, they're like, you know, we didn't want to be on, on YouTube. <laughs> Publicized it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one thing <laughs> if you're going to be on a TV show like yeah. Ghost Hunters, but to <laughs> be relegated to the internet, you know? Hey, they just said YouTube was like the best thing now for everybody because there's so many wannabe filmmakers and they're, they're being noticed on YouTube. And, and in the paranormal field alone, I mean, everybody can get evidence yep. out there and it's an easy way of doing it. And, you know, there's... Good debate going on. I mean, we have that footage up on, on YouTube, and if you look for Spooky South Coast on YouTube, you'll find this footage that we're talking about. <laughs> but there's numerous people that are saying, you know, that's that's a person. That's per- My favorite is when they tell me that they're, they're, they're putting up there, it's a person, it's a person, but that's because they're looking at Moniz. It's like, right. we know that's a person. Look behind him. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, if you want to check that out and comment on it, feel free. Hopefully, they'll have new footage. Uh, there's got to be, at some point, uh, for as long as Ghost Hunters goes on, there's got to be a return to Waverly Hills somewhere in the cards. I hope so. I really do. I'd love to go back there. Just because of the increased activity that's happened since your last visit. I mean, yep. it's one of those paranormal training grounds where everybody can go and get their experience. And, and it's it's the what I call the, the holy crap, it's real place. Yeah, yeah. Because when you go there and you investigate it, that's what you mm-hmm. come away saying. Absolutely, yeah. And so even though you had trepidation, you'd definitely go back? Oh, my God, yeah. I, I would I mean, if the, I would go back tomorrow. I really would. I loved it there. Well, Moniz is trying to put together more trips, so keep that in mind. Oh, definitely. He, he I would go. Any, I love that place. Well, you know uh, you know Ernie Bach, the car dealer? Yeah. yeah he's uh, very into the paranormal, and he's upset because he couldn't go on this trip to Waverly because he's uh, on vacation. So he is planning to make a return trip there. 
Yeah. Uh, so huh. maybe they'll put something together and, you know, I can, I'll say, come on down. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about investigating with a car dealer, but. Well, yeah. I it could have its perks. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Well, you guys need a new car? Is yeah. That... We were actually just there looking at a car. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was he there? Did you? Did no, you he wasn't. All right. Well, we'll. <laughs> We'll, we'll wait for the break to finish wait, that conversation. Well, wait till he comes back. Yeah, we'll, we'll hook it all up. <laughs> all right, yeah, we are coming up on a break. Uh, but like I said, in hour number two, we will talk more about Waverly Hills. We'll also take this opportunity to remind those of you just tuning in about the big party. Party party over there, Matt. That you have to go Knuckleheads. to. Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. You, you're going to come, you think? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely coming. Okay. I don't know. I, see, that's the thing is I'm inviting people as our friends. I don't want to invite them and say, oh, Kristen from Taps is coming. You know, I, I'm not. It's not going to get anybody there. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, God, I'm not we'll going to We'll see Thursday. We'll see Thursday. The <laughs> autograph line in front of you. Now, that's one thing, too, I want to ask you is if you're going to be there, do you want people to approach you? And, and, that's, and, of course. If okay. it's all, you know, it's all for you guys. Anything uh-huh. for you guys is what I'll do. We, we just don't want to use it as a, as a, you know, say, hey, Come to our party because we want to say you're coming to our party. We're inviting people that have been on the show and that have been yeah. friends of the show and helped us out. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember, you know, it was like quarter or 12 one night during the summer and we're waiting for the Red Sox to get over. <laughs> yeah. hey, we're talking to you on the phone and I think we talked for like an hour and a half on the phone yeah. and then the we game's over. We had like eight over. minutes yeah. on the show, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it, and we, we took that time to promote a, a conference that didn't even end up happening. So we went through all oh, that for. Right. I uh, forgot about that. That's that's true dedication to Spooky South Coast to, to sit there and talk yeah. to us for that long, and knowing the Red Sox are going on. Yeah. yeah, and the Red Sox, nonetheless. I know most people won't even <laughs> talk to us when it's on. That's if you listen, if you go back to to, to SpookySouthCoast.com and look over some of those past shows, you'll notice a lot of the guests that were on those late shows aren't from New England. That's when we Except were connecting. For me. Well, and Keith. yeah. But we're connecting with like Yankees fans and, yep. and oh. you know people out in California, people who aren't watching the Red Sox at that time yeah. because you try to call them and they're like, yeah, I'm going to be busy that night. <laughs> and we've had people say it uh, was the playoffs too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we've had people call us and tell us, yeah, don't call us during uh, World Cup soccer. Uh, <laughs> you don't. can call me during World Cup, it's okay. <laughs> well, we will call you. So uh, and you can call Kristen uh, right up coming up at hour number two. We'll be back after the CBS News. We'll talk to Matt Moniz and the return of the week in weird with some interesting paranormal stories as well. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss that. We'll be back in about seven minutes here on Spooky South Coast. Where can you go to find hot homemade knitted items? How about Knitbits at knitbits.etsy.com. A new baby in your life? Need a homemade knitted item for a shower gift? The Knitbits has you covered. Sweaters, bibs, booties, blankets, they've got it all. Want to be up on the latest trends? How about some of those funky, cozy socks everybody's wearing? Or knitted handbags and cell phone holders? If they don't have it at Knitbits, or if you want it in a different color, email them and they'll take care of you. That's knitbits.etsy.com. K-N-I-T-B-I-T-S. Dot E-T-S-Y dot com. Nitbits for all your homemade needs. You rang. Spooky South Coast is back. Actually, in reality, I am Charles Bronson. Here's more of Spooky South Coast. No belly, this ain't over. I'm not afraid. 
Back, hour number two of Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, Silent Assassin, Matt Costa, moving the dials. I was going to ask you a question, but you're chewing on a Sharpie. Is that the Sharpie you're going to use to sign autographs at our party? It is. I'm chewing on it just to get my teeth on it, marks on it, so I can auction it off. Oh, okay. That'll work. Yeah. Somebody will pay for that. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> lots of uh, silent, silent Assassin fans out there. Carl would want it. <laughs> we have to say hi to Carl, because he was able to call the last couple of shows, but he won't be able to tonight, I guess, because we're on... The regular station, so hi to Carl. And also somebody we have to say hi to is our science advisor, Matt Moniz, who was on the phone with us live from Waverly Hills, where I guess you could say stepping in for Dr. Ron Millione tonight. Would you say that's accurate, Matt? I would say that I'm trying to help out Brian as best as possible. That That's probably the best way to put it. I don't think anybody could actually replace Ron. No, Ron is unique, and he brings his own flavor and uh, techniques to, to the... Uh, Adventures, and he can make like thirty different devices while he's investigating too. Yeah, he's very talented like that. Um, very, very, very smart man. Now you were saying that there was a, a great deal of activity there last night while you were investigating. Unreal! The place went absolutely nuts last night with activity. Why don't you uh, share some of that with our listeners? Hi, Matt. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Kristen. I'm a terrible host. I didn't I know. introduce our guest. Horrible. How are you? All right, Kristen, and yourself? I'm good. I'm jealous that you're where I want to be, though. Uh, this place is amazing, as you well know. Yep. All right, so tell us what happened. All right. Uh, we have a number of people that signed up for this uh, excursion. Uh, last night we had a group of about 60 people. Tonight is well over 100. Uh, but last night... I took one group, and uh, Brian went with another group, and he would float between groups. On the first floor, uh, I was escorting my group around. There was probably about 25 people in my group, and I was doing a head count, just making sure I had all the people I was supposed to, and I noticed down one of the other hallways, there was one extra. I recounted again, looked down the hallways like, okay we got a trespasser in here. So I grabbed one of the security people like, and we proceeded to uh, follow this individual down the hallway trying to get him to stop as we got closer and walked down the hall and he vanished or vaporized right in front of us. That's awesome. As one of the people that was in our group walked by, I said hi to him on the way by. He was that solid, that vivid, that real. Now, was uh, it the guy that they describe as being um, the homeless man? Is that how people saw him? Uh, no, this guy was in like a tan pair of pants, a khaki pair of pants, and uh, tan or khaki t- type of shirt. It looked, for all intents and purposes, at least from my vantage point, like he was wearing um, 
uh, a short sleeve shirt and you know a pair of like khaki pants, and they were both tan in color. Black hair, mid forties, mid to late forties. Um, Is there any chance that that was a, a uniform used at some time uh, at some point by maybe orderlies or maintenance people? It may have been. I could, it wasn't close enough for me to really discern any. Um, you know, like name tags on on it or anything like that. But well, you... uh, he was definitely he looked human as human can be to the point where I thought he was a trusted passer as did the security uh, person with me. That we proceeded to chase this individual down the hallway. Was uh, was Charlie with you, Charlie Mattingly, the owner? Uh, no, he was not with me. Okay, it might be worth describing it to him though. He might know if that was somebody's uniform at some point. Uh, he may have. Um, Brian uh, encountered uh, Big Black on the third floor. I'm sure Kristen will be able to relate who Big Black is. No, I have absolutely um, no idea, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Very large, big black shadow type of creature, figure, thing. Uh, it blocked out uh, Brian's flashlight, his mag light. Huh. Uh, there's a videotape of this thing. This thing is very, 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 very large. Wow. On the fourth floor, uh, one other group viewed the uh, young lady in the, um, the the flowing dress and the hair, and I believe she's actually caught on tape. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Uh, uh. Several individuals watched her manifest right there in front of them, and they were all dumbfounded, and then she proceeded to fade back out. Well, now, without Ron there, that means that all uh, all materials gathered are the exclusive property of SpookySouthCoast.com, <laughs> right? Uh, no, it's all actually all the exclusive property of Waverly Hills. Uh, oh, they, the they, that, everybody had to sign that, that waiver before they went in? You got it. Well, that's okay. They'll be more than happy to share it with us so we can put it on our website and, and get it up and, for people to see. And that's one thing Brian said. Well, he'll help us out with anything that we've got. Tons and tons of EVPs. Uh, the, the, just a lot of stuff. Last night was extremely active. I mean, when Brian and I and uh, Lucky were in here during the day, yesterday we had things going on. In broad daylight. How's the activity now? I mean, is it? I mean, it's early yet, so. It's early yet, and we've had a couple of reports from the tour that things are still quite active tonight. But to have like three actual full body apparitions happen in one night within a matter of hours from each other, it was definitely interesting. I guess uh, Ernie, sorry he missed this one. I'm sure he will be, but uh, we got to talk to Ernie because they're having a um, a thing here for the. Uh, the Kentucky Derby in May, ah. and uh, we want to see if we can get uh, Ernie to to come down and play, help uh, do the fundraising benefit. I'll see if I can get a hold of the boys from Blue Oyster Cult, see if I can get them to come down here, too. I think you should probably call Kristen. She might really, really <laughs> want to go. <laughs> well, we might be able to do that, won't we? <laughs> I think you really should call her. <laughs> now, let me ask, can I ask want, you a question? What do you want me to call her? <laughs> Call her and say, hi, Kristen, this is Matt. I have your tickets for <laughs> Waverly Hills. <laughs> Can I ask you Not a question? A well, certainly do. Now, do you think that because people have seen things happen last night that more of the people tonight are seeing things because of what they've heard, or do you think they're actually seeing things? I think they're actually seeing things because the group that is going on the Wheezy Run trip here are completely separate from the tours, the regular normal tours. Okay. Oh, so they're, still what I'm saying? they're running the regular tour concurrent with what you're right. doing? Right. Oh, all right. The last, the last tour is coming out now, and as a matter of fact, we're getting ready to go in and start. I'm getting the signal we got to start dividing up the groups. All right. 
Well, we thank All you right. for checking in, and we wish you luck and stay safe investigating. Please All say right, hi to the I Mattingly's can... for me, too. I will most definitely say hi to Tina and Charlie for you. And uh, we, I've been taking tons and tons of pictures and stuff like that, and uh, I will share it all with you, and you guys can put them up on the board when I get back. All right. Have all a right. good have a good trip back, too. I'll, I'll check in with you tomorrow. Be safe. All right. All right. Thank you, Kristen, and uh, it was good to be able to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Now, be careful in there. Oh, uh, I shall. All right. <laughs> have a good one, guys. Right, good good night. night. Our science advisor, Matt Moniz, investigating Waverly Hills in Louisville, Kentucky, along with... Brian Wheezy Harnwa as part of the Wheezy Ron trips. Uh, now, I, I guess uh, their next trip is next weekend, I believe, going down to Texas. Uh, I know Ron's going to that and Brian isn't, is for what I've been told, uh, because, I don't know, I think Brian's afraid of Bigfoot. <laughs> so, But they're going down there with Tom Biscardi to try and capture Bigfoot. So I know next week we're not on the air here at WBSM due to the Final Four, but we are going to broadcast over planetparanormal.com. We will have some type of show for you, and we're going to see if we can hook up with them while they're out looking for Bigfoot. Uh, I know that it might kind of be uh, counterproductive when you're out in the woods searching for this creature to have your cell phone going <laughs> off, but we'll see if maybe we can connect with Tom and, and Ron while they're down there uh, because it's, just, it's, it's fascinating the uh, equipment that Ron brings looking for ghosts. Yep. So I can only imagine what he has up his sleeve to try, <laughs> to, track, <laughs> yeah, try to track something that actually has a corporal body, well, you know, allegedly. So what do you think, Matt? Do you want to uh, want to talk about some weird stuff? Is, is it the time of the show for that? I think it is. All right. More bad news. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. I feel, I feel so very weird. <laughs> The Week in Weird. All right, and our first story for The Week in Weird this week, it's been all over the internet. It's the story that everybody's been buzzing about for a couple of days now. The French have released all of their UFO data. All the French government's information about the UFO phenomena in their country has been released uh, via a website, and everybody is... There, there's been... Uh, there's 1,600 files that were released on extraterrestrial sightings, and the server crashed. Uh, on uh, Yesterday, I first heard about it, and I went to try to get onto the site, and it was down for most of the day. And I guess that's pretty much the way it's been going. According to Molly Moore of the Washington Post, uh, she writes, On an August day in 1967, two children tending a herd of cows outside a village in central France reported seeing, quote, four small black beings fly from the ground and slip headfirst into a sphere that shot skyward and a flash of light and a trail of sulfuric odors. The alleged extraterrestrial sighting described by the French government as, quote, one of the most astonishing observed in France is among 1,600 UFO case files spanning the last half century that the country's space agency opened to the public for the first time on Thursday. The voluntary decision by France's National Center for Space Studies to dump more than 100,000 pages of witness testimony, photographs, film footage, and audio tapes from its secret UFO archives onto its Internet site for worldwide viewing is an unprecedented move among Western countries. Most of them, the U.S. included, consider such records classified. Within three hours of posting the first cases Thursday morning, the French space agency's web server crashed, overwhelmed by the flood of viewers seeking the first glimpse of official evidence on a subject long a target of both fascination and ridicule. In, order, in the cases, uh, one of the 
case is considered most credible. Sorry about that. A 13-year-old boy and his 9-year-old sister were attending their family's cows near the village of Cusack on August 29, 1967, when the boy spotted four small black beings about 47 inches tall, according to the documents. As they watched, the four beings became agitated and rose into the air, entering the top of what appeared to be a round spaceship about 15 feet in diameter, which hovered over the field. Just as the sphere rose, one of the passengers emerged from the top, returned to the ground to grab something, and then flew back. The sphere rose silently in a spiral pattern, then became increasingly brilliant before disappearing with a loud whistling sound. It left a strong sulfuric odor after the departure, the report said. And this is just one of the many cases that are on this website. And uh, if, if you read French, it's especially good because it's all in French. But there are uh, programs out there being used to translate a lot of this. I mean, if you get one of those translators, you can have it do it real fast. But they're working on getting an accurate translation up there uh, so that everybody can read it. So if you want to check it out, go to www.cnes.fr. www.cnes.fr. Matt Costa, what do you have for us? Yes, a woman missing for 25 years after getting on a wrong bus is finally home. A 76-year-old Malay Muslim woman from southern Thailand who got on the wrong bus 25 years ago and ended up living at the other, other end of the country has been reunited with her family. Unable to speak or write in Thai, she boarded a bus in Malaysia thinking it was bound for her home village. Instead, she ended up 750 miles north of Bangkok. No Where? Bangkok joke? Yeah, I Okay, all right, sorry. Uh, <laughs> then to make matters worse, she boarded another bus she, she thought was heading south, only to end up another 335 miles north in Chai Men. She then, she then was living as a beggar for five years being, before being arrested in 1987 and put in a center for homeless people, where she remained until last week. The woman had been known as Miss, Mrs. Han... Because the center staff thought her muttering sounded like Han, a tribal language spoken by few. It was only when the Muslim students visited her and she started chattering to them that it was realized she wasn't mute. She was finally reunited with her eight children who were told she had been run over by a train. Wow, wow, that, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of terrible. They'd already given away her clothes and everything? Hey. Hey, your mom's been run over. I, I don't know what's worse, <laughs> telling them that the mom died or telling them that she was run over by a train. How would Where you, do they get that information? I don't know. How would you get run over by a train? What do you mean? Just out of the blue. Like, oh, Without we jumping we, in we front don't of know, it? We don't know where she is. Why don't you come, oh, out, why don't you come outside and I'll show you. Oh, you mean oh. how do they jump to that conclusion <laughs> that she was run over by a train? They well, just they, made up that story. Yeah, they put her down like a penny, you know, and she just got flattened out. Like a tire <laughs> when you put a tire under the train. All right, we don't advocate putting tires on a train. <laughs> a tire? Oh, yeah, because what it would do is uh, as the train goes... Uh, I shouldn't tell this to people. As the train goes over the track, the tire bounces around and cuts the brakes underneath the train. So. Really? Yeah. I, I'm sure they've dummy-proofed it by now, so you can't yeah. do that anymore. But it's the old ways. All right, IBM Search Tools targets flying saucers, ghosts, and goblins by Michael Cooney of Network World. IBM wants to help you find out if UFOs are real. Well, sort of. With UFO sightings seemingly on the rise, Big Blue is teaming with the Anomalies Network to offer UFO Crawler, a new search engine specifically tuned to search for information about the paranormal, unexplained, or just plain bizarre. Well, I'm guessing Spooky South Coast will be up there then if they're talking about the bizarre. <laughs> the search tool employs IBM's OmniFind Yahoo Edition enterprise search software. 
UFO crawler should help users precisely target and gather information from relevant sources, including the thousands of documents and files collected in the vast Anomalies Network archive, as well as multiple global resources across the web on topics such as ghosts, conspiracy theories, and extraterrestrials, the company said in a statement. I think Brad Steiger would probably be like the lead link for everything there. Uh, previously, using a conventional web search engine, a search on a term such as Area 51, for example, would return thousands of irrelevant and inaccurate results, the company said. The company hoped to tap a growing national interest in UFOs and all things odd. Indeed, UFO sightings do seem to be on the rise. There's, uh, and this report lists numerous uh, reports that have been coming out in the last couple of months. The 10-year-old Anomalies Network touts itself as the world's largest alternative information source. In addition to launching UFO Crawler, it is also introducing numerous site enhancements for better collaboration among users. Those enhancements include new content and features to help more users contribute and collaborate and share information based on their interests. According to a press release, the site will feature a new user-driven search and RSS subscriptions, as well as account access that will let users customize and view only information of interest to them. So you can only view entries related to Spooky South Coast. The site is also undergoing major performance improvements, including the deployment of the Netly One platform. This is from a from a computer magazine, so that's why it's really technical. So we don't really, uh, I don't know what what they're talking about. So I'm not going to keep reading that. But yeah, that's pretty <laughs> exciting, though. A, a UFO crawler, a search engine to look for all things paranormal. I know there's awesome. numerous paranormal communities out there developing on the web. Uh, you know, Ron is working on one now, uh, and called Parapalooza. Yep. And there's, you know, there's uh, IamHaunted.com. There's numerous sites that are doing this. But to have a search engine that will cut through all the crap and get rid of all those bogus Wikipedia entries and, awesome. and give you just the meat and potatoes. Yep. It's about time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to have them on the show and make sure that we get a prominent link yep. somewhere on you, this. You site. really don't like Wikipedia, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put something bad about me That's on true. Wikipedia, so I'm very Did upset they really? about it. No, not about me. About there's, what? There's another guy that has the same name as me. Yeah. Uh, he's a musician from the 70s, and, yeah. and so they actually wrote something bad about him. So oh. I wouldn't want people thinking it was me. They Did somebody put up uh, something bad about the Patriots a while ago? Oh, yeah, somebody definitely did. That was that great. Was, I read that, too. That yeah. was hilarious. Somebody put a fake entry up about the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots are not the reigning world champions. They're the worst team in football. They're the worst coach. <laughs> well, I mean, you just go in and edit. Exactly. I mean, like, you can't Anybody edit. can edit it. Yeah. Uh, I love when they say, dude, I heard this on Wikipedia. Really? <laughs> don't, I don't want to hear it then. <laughs> well, I, as as a writer, uh, I've used Wikipedia as the source for a lot of stories, so I really shouldn't talk too bad about them. But. All right. Yeah. Do we have time here to talk about Houdini? Do you want to sure. talk about Houdini? Was Houdini poisoned? A team of forensic... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought yes. it was a rhetorical <laughs> <laughs> A team of forensic ex- experts wish to analyze the exhumed remains of a renowned esp- escape artist, Harry Du. Uh, Harry Houdini. <laughs> Harry Houdini. <laughs> Harry Houdini. <laughs> to determine whether he was murdered more than 80 years ago. Legal paperwork paperwork necessary to dig up Houdini's body from the New York City Cemetery will be filed Monday to get the process started. Houdini died at the age of 52 on October 31, 1926, days after the athletic magician was repeatedly punched in the stomach by a college student testing the performer's abdominal muscles. His death certificate listed as listed him as a victim of a ruptured appendix, because I can't say that word. Peritonitis? <laughs> there you go. I think so. <laughs> Though no autops- autopsy was performed, and rumors that he was murdered started almost immediately. 
The Secret Life of Houdini, a biography published in 2006, revisited the, the rumors and detailed the injection of an experimental serum into Houdini shortly before his death. The author suggests sus suspects were members of the spiritualist movement, citing their mo motive being the magician's devotion of his stage show to exposing the group's fraudulent fraudulent uh, Se seances. Yeah, seances. I'm trying to help you out, <laughs> That's all right. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> Houdini's Houdini received an assortment of death threats from the spiritualists over his final years. It could take months before the body is exhumed, although the process should move faster because the family and cemetery officials support the plan. All right. I, I didn't mean to uh, to crap all over you That's while you were reading the story. There, <laughs> now, uh, it's interesting because one of the, the, the person who is heading this, uh, heading this attempt to... Uh, Exhume Houdini is James Stars, uh, and he is actually also the same person who tried to uh, exhume the bodies of Andrew and Abby Borden to examine their skulls, uh, and, and to see you know if the blows are accurate with the descriptions given. And I think Matt Moniz is actually going to try to exhume the bodies to test to see if they they were poisoned because he thinks he can find that out. I don't know if he's going to get that uh, put through, but we'll see. What do you think? Uh -oh. What do you think about Houdini's death? It was. Probably his appendix. I'm going to go with that. I don't you, think. I think if you're going to get punched in the stomach by a college student, you know. Like, I know a few college students that probably couldn't do too much damage if they punched <laughs> you in the stomach repeatedly, but sounds like uh, that's probably the likely cause of death. But what if the college student was a spiritualist? I don't know. Maybe it was all part of the plot. Possible. Yeah. Well, there you have it, The Week and Weird. So if you want to submit a story to The Week and Weird, just go to the message board on SpookySouthCoast.com. Click the Week and Weird thread there and drop the story in there. Make sure you give proper credit to wherever it is that you found it. And if we read it on the air, we'll give you proper credit. Maybe. All right, why don't we take a break? We'll be right back with more with our guest, Kristen Gartland, who was patient enough to wait while we cracked jokes on uh, <laughs> everything from Harry Houdini to the UFO search engines. We'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast. all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. Well, welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Matt Costa, the silent assassin. Was that rock and or roll? It was. That sounds like the kind of music you'd hear at Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads on Thursday? Yes, Thursday night at 7 o'clock when we celebrate the first anniversary of Spooky South Coast, albeit like three months after our... Actually, it's almost three months to the day uh, of our first anniversary because uh, we came on the air in January 28th of 2006 with Keith Johnson as our first guest. Awesome. And Kristen, you were, I think, like our fourth or fifth guest. You were, you were very early... Uh, and we've had you back numerous times because, you know, you're stupid enough to answer the phone when we call. <laughs> like, 508, I don't know anybody. Who is, oh. Oh, no, I programmed you in now. Oh, okay. I know who it is now. So now you can just ignore. Yeah, now I, now ignore. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what works. But uh, we are going to have our first anniversary party. Kristen will be there, and, and uh, hopefully Nick will be there as well. All right. Yep, I drag him to everything. Excellent. The poor kid. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, we will be celebrating uh, one Full year, well, a year and three months on the air. We've invited a lot of our past guests 
Uh, I invited, uh, I actually invited Jay and Grant, not realizing they were going to be in Colorado. Yeah. So I don't want them to think like I'm stupid and I didn't, know, <laughs> like I just didn't realize, hey, you better pick us over yeah. you know, the event you're getting paid to go to. Right. But uh, I, I just forgot. I didn't realize. Uh, I just invited everybody that's ever had some sort of contribution to the show that's helped us out, helped us get on the ground running. And so that goes out to all of our listeners, too. We want you all to be there. It is $5 to get in, as we mentioned, but that's because we, we need to cover some costs. Cover our ass. Yeah. yeah. And so, but you better cover your, that's, you need money for the FCC fine now. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so that just went up to $10 a Yeah, $10. No, it'll be a $5 <laughs> cover charge. When you come in, you get a raffle ticket with your paid admission. Uh, and then you can go downstairs. We'll have a bunch of prizes that you can put your ticket in the cup for. Uh, you can buy more raffle tickets down there. They're going to be real cheap, too, right? We're going to do like two for a buck or three yeah, for a buck. Like yeah, we'll do something real cheap uh, because the prizes that we have are just phenomenal. So many people have been kind enough to donate prizes. Kristen, you want to let everybody know what you uh, what you were talking about earlier? Oh, yeah. Um, well, why don't we well, say yeah, <laughs> one of the prizes is you can come in if you want it. I don't know who wants it, but you get to come in here and be a guest host for a night, uh, you know, pending pending the schedule of the show. Some nights... You know, we're not in here because of the Red Sox or we come in late. We're not going to make you come in on a night we're only on from 1130 to 12. We'll give you a full two-hour like show. Like you do to me. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's not fair. At least you're on the phone, though. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so you can come in and be a guest host on the show. And, and this doesn't have to be limited to, um, you know, just we can kind of tailor the topic of what we're going to talk about that night around what your interests are, too. We can find a guest that is something you'd want to talk about. Maybe there's an area of expertise you have and you'd like to come on and share your thoughts and theories. You know, we can kind of tailor the show around that to help you out. So it's not going to be just, okay, you know, our guest tonight is, uh, you know, uh, Dick Clark. So come in and be prepared to talk about Dick Clark. I mean, you can – I don't know where I came up with Dick Clark. <laughs> But, you know, you, we'll tailor the show around what it is that you want to talk about. So that's one prize. And, and Kristen yep. and I was adding to that a little bit, sweetening yeah, the Yeah, we're going to do – I'm going to throw in a $50 gift certificate for dinner right before the show. And uh, I'm going to come down, too. Excellent. <laughs> that's free. <laughs> and that, so you can't beat that. I mean, you get to be here in the spooky studio with Kristen. You can talk to her about her experiences investigating the paranormal. You can uh, catch a picture of the elusive Matt Costa. You can, uh, I don't know if you want to talk to Moniz, but he'll be here. I mean, <laughs> he'll, he'll be here anyway. If there's, if we're all going to have food, he'll be here because he's, yep. he's a scavenger. And, uh, <laughs> we're just kidding. We love you, Moniz. Uh, you can't hear us. so Yeah. And uh, so that's one of the prizes. That's uh, We'll put that right up in the grand prize category. Sweet. Now, you you right. bumped that up from something that we weren't sure we were going to do to now it's one of the grand prizes. We yeah, really, once it was on the air, it really didn't give you much choice. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> But hey, we're happy though. We we appreciate it, and we'll also have uh, an overnight stay for two at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. That's a two hundred fifty dollars value. So you want everybody's saying to me, you know, how can I get into the Borden House to investigate? And I have to tell everybody, basically, the best way to get in there is to rent a room, spend the night, and then make arrangements with the other guests for certain times when you can go into their rooms. Uh, this is your chance to to get in there and have that opportunity. Uh, also, the other co try grand prize will be admission for two to the next Ghost Hunters University at the Lizzie Boyd and Bed and Breakfast. Uh, that was donated by Haunted Times Magazine. We're also going to have autographed Taps Paramags. We're going to have autographed Taps Merchandise. Uh, Donna gave us some pictures. Uh, Moni said he had some stuff from Steve. He was getting some stuff from Brian. So we'll have you know, some, some autographed Taps Merchandise. We'll have gift certificates to... Uh, uh, to a guitar store. To a guitar store. And a... <laughs> a, a metaphysical uh, store that we yes. um, know and love very well, uh, that's located right here in the city of New Bedford on, on Brock Avenue. 
And uh, we also have, I didn't say the name. <laughs> That's right, a $50 gift certificate to Crystal Expectations, uh, as well as my wife's business knit bits. Uh, if you want, you know, some baby sweater, scarves, whatever it is she knits, uh, that she's donating a $50 gift certificate to that. Uh, what else? More more prizes to come. More prizes to come. Gonna, I think we're going to put gonna, in a T-shirt uh, package. We'll be talking about yep. that. A spooky South Coast prize pack. Which will feature Wait. our new, brand yep. new debuting that night T-shirt. Yep. Your choice. We're going to have two t- two types of T-shirts. You get a hat and a bumper sticker. And these are the spooky South Coast hats that previously only uh, myself, Matt Costa, and Christopher Balzano. We are the only three people that have these hats right now. So you have a chance to come and get and that's only because we didn't order that. <laughs> so you have a chance to come and not only win them, but you can purchase them as well. We'll have that stuff for purchase. But all the money from the raffle is going to a charity to benefit the uh, station fire and the families of the victims of the station fire uh, because, you know, we didn't get a chance to auction off the items we were going to do for that show. So we'll, we'll retroactively make a donation there. Uh, so just come on by, Knucklehead, 7 o'clock. Uh, there'll be live music. Uh, Shipyard Rec plays there every Thursday. And uh, there'll also be, you know, just plenty of people interested in the paranormal, plenty of people that listen to the show, um, friends of ours. You know, there's going to be lots of people there, so it should be a good time, good conversation. Uh, you know, at the very least, uh, I don't know. I, you get to meet us. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but I mean, at the mm-hmm. very least, you can talk to us about stuff that you don't feel I don't, comfortable talking about. I don't know who would want to meet us, but well, I'm just we're, saying, we're going to be there. <laughs> some people want to share the. I might be busy. Some people want to <laughs> share their experiences with us, and they don't feel comfortable calling in. Uh, people have emailed us. They've said that they have evidence they want to share with us. So this is a good time to come down, you know, show it to us, see what we think, show it to Kristen, see what she thinks. She's like, no, I don't want to review evidence all night. I want to party. Thanks. No, yeah, no, that's cool. But uh, you know, and we're going to get Keith to come, Keith Johnson. We'll get him to show up, and and. We'll get everybody to come on down, uh, and there'll be numerous other paranormal investigators there. Uh, we've extended the invite to Capers, although uh, Derek uh, might not be able to make it since uh, they just welcomed a, a new baby. Congratulations to Derek and Joanne from Capers. Uh, and I'm only putting that out there because it was on the message board. And Oh, and also we can finally say congratulations to Dustin and his wife. Yes, yeah. Because yep. he finally made it public. Yep. Been yep. sitting on that since December. Yeah. But <laughs> And so congratulations to them. Uh, May they're expecting? Yep. So that that should be exciting. And, and then Brian, you know, just had his child. So yep. there's a whole new generation of taps. There is. Out. There is. It's scary. It's a good thing you guys have <laughs> little kids' T-shirts already made up. I know, right? So uh, we're going to have uh, the, the gang from Haunted there, the gang from Capers. We've invited all of them. So come on down. Who knows? You might end up joining a paranormal group by the time you leave. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Is Knuckleheads Haunted? I don't think so. Can we just start throwing that story out there and seeing if it helps draw in the Might crowd? As well. All right, Knuckleheads is haunted. Could it hurt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard too. Yeah, <laughs> there's so, spirits in the house. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh. All right, so that's what that's our plan. We're gonna do a, like I said, five dollar cover charge, but then come in buy as many raffle tickets as you can afford because all that money goes to benefit the station family fire fund. Don't make a donate. Just keep donating. Just give money. Yeah, just give money. I if mean, you can't come, just give money. And you know what? If you don't want to donate to that charity, you know, let us know and make a donation. We'll we'll put it out there because we're looking for charities we can help out. We we did the muscular dystrophy fundraiser, that was uh, pretty successful. We raised uh, four hundred and thirty dollars uh, for that. The link is still active, right? For another yes, couple for, of weeks. Uh, yep, two more weeks. So if you go to SpookySouthCoast.com, you can click on, uh, go to the news section. Go to the news section, yep. yeah. Yeah, our, our new webmaster here, the Silent Assassin, taking over web, web movies. kind of figure out her. That's about <laughs> But you, you've done a great job so yeah. far. And oh, By yeah. the way, uh, Haunted Times needs a link up there. They need a banner, like okay. the picture banner. Yeah, it's kind of a, 
kind of a promise I made to them. So we're trying to get the evidence from them from last week at the Ghost Hunters University. So we want to make sure that they uh, they send us that. All right, we have a phone call here. Good evening, you're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing tonight? Hello? Hi, you're on Spooky South Coast. It's not on mute or anything. Ah, told. Drop it off. I'll call that. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Great radio right yeah. there. Great radio. That's what we call quarter, <laughs> of 12, <laughs> quarter of 12 radio. All right, try again. The numbers are 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. For Wareham and the Cape. Um, now you said you haven't had the chance to investigate the, the Boyden House yourself. No, I, uh, I definitely want to go. But how much uh, time have you spent? You know, stuff that we haven't seen on TV, investigating in the South Coast area, the New Bedford Fall River area. Um, I don't think there's anything that you haven't seen. So I mean, it's we, everybody knows Taps was at the Armory. Yep. And that's the the famous uh, when the sound guy Frank, yep, the sound Frank, guy, yeah. had the sound equipment come up in his face. And yep. One of our listeners actually has a chance to investigate that place on on a regular basis oh really and she's actually made friends with one of the spirits there really so she should be at the party so oh, i'll, very nice. I'll, I'll like introduce you and she can tell you a little bit more uh she is uh, she posts up on the message board a lot of her experiences there so uh, be sure to check that out and read that um there's also a church in new bedford as well uh the siemens bethel right down near the whaling museum and we're supposed to be able to get in there at some point and investigate it so you know we invite you guys to come on Absolutely. down because we, we need the real professionals there doing that. <laughs> I mean, we got Moniz, but I mean, that, that's Moniz. <laughs> he does a great job, but he, he gets overwhelmed trying to help us knuckleheads through. Speaking of knuckleheads, our party is Thursday night. <laughs> this is how it's done. This is, this, is nice. the part that's, you, that's... this is the part you don't have to see when you're on the phone. You don't have to sit and suffer through this. You, I'm sure you notice we're writing notes back and yeah, forth to each I other during the whole show. Yeah. That, that always freaks people out. They think we're writing about them. Yeah, I kind of thought that at first. I'm like, wow, that's just mean. Yeah, my, Matt, Matt will like, like break, and they're like, what? You want, you want him to break off the conversation with him? <laughs> Speaking of breaks, do we have to take any more? I think we're all set for this hour. Okay, well then. All right, I have to tell you about this book I just read. All right, and excellent. actually, for anybody who likes the paranormal, uh, Michael Liamo writes horror oh, books. Yes. Have you read anything from him? No, I haven't, but we did talk to him about coming on the show, so hopefully we can get him. Oh, definitely. I actually just... Um, he, I emailed him because uh, I finished his book, Dead Souls. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So good. And then I'm reading The Demonologist now. And it's, that, was, oh, that was the one awesome. I was really interested in. It's actually very good. You can have it after I'm done with it. I'll probably be done tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I can't put it down. Uh, he... You know, he, it's it's one of those cases where MySpace just introduces you to something you might not have even thought about. He's yep. he's pretty good about friend requesting people that are into the paranormal, yep. and I never would have heard about him that way. There's no, me neither. That's exactly how I heard about him. And I actually have his, um, I think it's Dead Souls up on my MySpace page. So if you click that, I think it brings you to uh, his MySpace page. But We're actually trying to put together a show on with horror writers. Mm-hmm. So we want to get him involved in that. You know, a, a discussion, you know, people that take it from a fictional end. Yep. Because there has to be something in their life that forces yeah. them into that. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Writing that type of. I'd fiction. love to pick his brain, definitely. Literally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that scene at Let the end of uh, that scene at the end of uh, what is it, Hannibal? Or... No. All right. All right. Let's take the call. <laughs> Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. Good. Uh, I'm just calling on. Uh, at, uh, what was it? I, I think his name's Poria. Sean Poria, the witch. Yes, yes. Uh, Passed away earlier this week. I don't know. I think there's a lot of wannabes. I don't know. Just, you know, as they advertise like that, all dressed up. I don't know. It just. You mean you're saying that they're not, you mm-hmm. know, they're more into the 
the image of being a witch more I, than practicing? I, I would say so. I think if they ever met a witch, I think they'd mess their pants and wouldn't, you know, I'll never forget it. I mean, do you mean an actual, uh, you don't mean, you know, well, let's specify here, you don't mean witch as in a, a Wiccan believer, you mean as in, you know, a sorceress? Yeah, a I, sorceress. Will, I mean, I mean, I, I, I talked to you uh, a couple of months back, I told you what happened with my family, mm -hmm. with, uh, and if they met somebody like that, <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do, you know what I mean, they, anybody, why would anybody advertise, you know? Well, I mean, I think there there is a difference, I think, uh with the gentleman that passed away and, and his followers, I think it was more. I mean, I'm, I, I don't want to speculate, knowing this. I don't know if you're familiar with the story, Kristen. The, yeah. the the quote unquote king of the witches in this area uh, recently passed away. He had a heart attack. I think is okay. that what it was? A heart attack? Yeah. And um, so the the Standard Times has been having a lot of stories about you know his coven, about his friends, and about some of the activity that they had taken place in. and and. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're practicing witches, but they're, some people have accused them of being all for show. Okay. Uh, so, and that's, I think, what this caller is, is coming from, because he's had experience. He's called us before and told us about experiences he's had okay. with an actual practicing sorceress. Okay. Uh, is that what, I mean, is that what you're trying to say? You know, yeah. To, I mean, it was, well, it wasn't me actually. It was my, you know, yeah. my mother and her sisters, and it was, it was bad. It was, I mean, this, this woman didn't advertise. I mean, they didn't, you know. Obviously, obviously, the first time they seen her, they you know, oh yeah, it looked as a witch. She got a pointy hat, and, mm -hmm. you know all this. But uh, they, you know, they found out later. And but witches, witches have been uh, ostracized unfairly because, as I said, you know, a lot of the the Wiccan religion refer to themselves as witches. And right. we were talking. Yeah. You, yeah. you knew a call was going to come in, <laughs> uh, but there is a difference. I mean, a. a I don't really know how to how to vocalize the difference. I mean, just because somebody claims to be a witch doesn't mean that they have those evil intentions. Well, no, but they're just well, they they're almost saying it the way it was in the paper that they're, well, they they said well, they're not Christians. You know oh, I mean? that's they're, that's they're, fine though. They're but no, not no, I'm not. I don't know how to put it the way they did. It's just about worshiping the devil. This is well. Well, Christians don't worship the devil. I, I, they put it away that well, Christians don't worship the devil. We're not Christians. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, well, I was talking double talk, but you know what and, they were. And in some ways, I mean, I don't mean to 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 put down any of the writers at the Standard Times. Uh, you know, God knows they're all my colleagues and friends over there, but they are also coming at a subject that is not familiar to them. You know what I mean? So when they're exploring this, they're probably falling into the stereotypes themselves. And that might shape the way that they're questioning these people when they're talking to these people. I mean, they're relying on the old, you know, stereotypes of witches as being, you know, these women in pointy hats that fly around on brooms and not what it is today. People who believe that they can use, you know, the natural energies of the earth or in some cases magic uh, for their own benefit or for their own means or, you know, for the benefit of others, but to be able to manipulate it. I, I just, you know, I... I've seen them before. I mean, I remember uh, in a restaurant one day, and like eight of them walked in. It's just it's silly, you know what I mean? The way they look, they just. Well, I think a, a true effective witch, you're not going to know them when they walk into right. the building. They're right? not going to say, "Well, here I am," you know. And it's uh, you know, they just, I, you know, I, not picking on them in a sense, but no, just, no, it, it just, I. But I'm surprised Stan Times wrote a story on that, on it like that. You know? Oh I mean? yeah, I, I mean, I have to say, I was shocked when I opened it too, but. I think also, too, is uh, you can confuse how people portray themselves, their lifestyle that they choose to live, 
uh, as to opposed to how they actually are. For example, uh, you know, the vampire culture is very, you know, there's a huge surge in the vampire culture, but they don't actually go out and drink blood. I mean, a, a number of them now are what they call psychic vampires. They they feed off each other's energies, and it's a completely consensual relationship. It's not, you know, the parasitic vampire that we're used to from folklore. It's two people, you know, agreeing to enter into this relationship uh, as vampires, and this is kind of the same thing. It's it's the lifestyle of it. Yeah, as well, it's if it makes them happy and but, uh, you know, I just think it's... I mean, to, uh, to, I mean I'm mean, i not judging these people because I don't know them, but, I mean, to see somebody who says that they're a witch and they dress as a witch and they live that witch lifestyle, uh, I look at it kind of like, you know, the, the, the high school kids that are running around now with the mohawks and the piercings, right. you know, that say, you know, we're true punks, but their idea of punk is listening to, like, you know, I don't know, Blink-182 and <laughs> Green Day. This, yep. You know, they don't know true punk. Just say, like I said, they, you know, even, like, I had called in about years ago, uh, we used to, friends of, friends of mine, uh, we'd hang around the Dartmouth and at night, I mean, the, in, uh, in Hicks, off Hicksville Road, mm -hmm. I mean, these woods were really nasty at night, I mean, just, they'd give you the creeps, just look at them, and it was, you'd see the little, like, they all had torches or whatever, whether they were meeting, and I talked to a police officer one day, uh, a couple of, actually a couple of years after that, and, uh, They'd find goats' heads, lambs upside down. They, you know, well, that's reach... more black magic. That's yeah. they, you know, that's Satanism. Where you're looking at sacrifices and things like that. Well, it's almost uh, you can. You'd have to say the, the witchcraft. I don't know about necessarily them, but that leads to that too. Well, I think it just makes that connection in people's minds that that you know aren't familiar with the differences between the two. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing is you know we've been taught. Growing up, that you know, witches are in legion with Satan, and the reason why we're taught that—I mean, we're, we're we only got about six minutes left in the show, so we're <laughs> going to get into some topics here that are, we we might have to explore in a future edition. But if you want to go back to it, you know, the reason why witches are being portrayed as in legion with the devil is because in the olden times, the the Wiccan religion and people who practice witchcraft were actually pagans that didn't buy into the Christian theology when that came around. So the church, and as in order to keep a way to keep them down, would say that they were evil and that they were in legion with Satan. It, it, they weren't actually. Some people now have used that as the way that they do business. You know, there are people that say, I'm going to try to contact Satan. I'm going to work with Satan. That's my leader. Uh, and they use that witch stereotype, you know, as their... As their identity. Well, guaranteed all ones they did kill, like in Salem and stuff, guaranteed they didn't even get one witch. They, they didn't no, get they one didn't. witch? I, yeah. didn't, I don't think they did. I don't think they got one. Nope, not in Salem. I don't no. think so either. No, that was just, yeah. you know. That started off with some teenage girls covering their own asses, essentially. Right. right. So they started this and pointing fingers, and, but they didn't get nobody. I don't, think, I don't think through the ages nobody, you know, they've never really, you know. I mean, to me, not... Them, but they were probably smarter than who was looking for them, and you know. But anyways. Well, yeah, good witch isn't going to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it just got me just a story. And I said, well, nobody called in about. I thought there'd be calls, you know, because we we debated. Uh, Matt Costa and I debated earlier in the week uh, trying to contact some of uh, Mr. Porter's friends 
and to try to talk about this witch culture that is in the city. We still would like to hear from them if they want to email us, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. The story mentioned a lot of them uh, being on MySpace. Our MySpace is MySpace.com slash SpookySouthCoast. And if they want to get in touch with us, we can explore this topic more because if they are being unfairly represented in the media, then uh, we want to make sure that we can clear that up. But, I mean, at the same time, those stereotypes are always going to exist, and I, I think these people know that and they accept it and they realize that when they choose to live their life this way, they're going to face that kind of scrutiny. Yeah, I just, I, I, uh, I'm, I'll let you go because I know you're pressed for time, but I just, what my family went through, it just, it just got me yeah. because it was just, you know, this was totally two different things. Exactly, me. no, but when you've experienced it and, and when you've had family that have experienced and they've lived through something as horrible as your experiences, then you don't want to see people making light of that. Right, because my, my aunt was never right after that. You know, it's the same thing for the the same feeling that a soldier must feel when they see a kid walking around in camouflage, and you know, you know what I mean. It's like you, you got to respect what it is that came before you. Yeah. But uh, well, thanks for. Well, thank my you. Call. And we'll keep you up to date if uh, if any of them check in with us and want to share their story. All right. We'll talk to you again. All right. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye bye. And, and I forgot to mention. Hopefully, he'll come to the party on Thursday night at Knuckleheads. <laughs> That is, uh, he's, he's been a long-time caller, and he yeah, shared experiences he had before. And so I can understand where he's coming from, but I also, I don't want to judge right. these people without knowing more about the story. Oh, absolutely. So, all right, we're just about out of time. Kristen, we'd like to thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. And uh, remember, you can go on those trips with Kristen coming up and, yep. and uh, the classes coming up, uh, the Paranormal 101 classes. Just stay yep. tuned to your MySpace is probably the best way. Yep, yep. And it's linked right up the top top friends on Spooky South Coast MySpace, and yeah. you can get everything from the Atlantic Paranormal Society dot com now without dashes. It is. Yeah, you oh, can type it all in, in one one word. Yeah, <laughs> you're ahead of me. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> so there you go. Awesome. And uh, we will and don't talk forget Thursday. Everybody has to come on Thursday. Yeah. Thursday night, seven o'clock, knuckleheads. Uh, in case you didn't hear us mention it fifty other times on the show, <laughs> and stay tuned to SpookySouthCoast.com. We'll have more updates on that as we get closer. So. Uh, for Matt Costa, for Matt Moniz down in Waverly Hills, for Kristen, I'm Tim Weisberg. Thank you all. Stay spooktacular. Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. I've got another supernatural or something. <laughs>